Okay, gumshoes. Patty Larceny has stolen the Impanima Beach. Get out there and get a warrant. A warrant? I'm Adam. Oh, shoot. I seem to have mislaid my keys. Could you, uh, lend me yours? I'm Kelly. And that's right, my dear viewers. Before any good cat burglary, you need to drink Golden Tips Imperial Tea. I'm Andy. Evening, officers. I'm just headed home to think about where that dastardly criminal might have gone. Ooh. I'm Sean, and this is Acid Pop. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. This week, we're going to be talking about cat burglars. Oh, no, our cat. <laughs> yeah. This episode is brought to you by our patron, RGS. If you'd like to support this show and get access to episodes early and into our private Discord, check us out on Patreon. So as we learned about in our cats episode, cat comes from Latin catus. But uh, most places you go in Europe, it sounds pretty close to that. Cat, cata, shat, cats, etc. Sorry, what was that one? <laughs> cats. <laughs> For phobias, we've mentioned this one before, but sclerophobia is the fear of crimes from Latin sclero, meaning wickedness. <laughs> Love it. There's no science here, really, but do you know what a cat burglar is? I thought they were like a sneaky burglar who comes in undetected. Yeah, it's mm. like... Did they a, leave a calling card? I, I want to say it's like a burglar that doesn't... That tries to not leave sign of entrance. Halle Berry. Like they... They try to make it look like it was before they got there. Mm. If my mind is a cat burglar is a burglar who also does acrobatics. Mm. Like if you steal something and then do a flip. Yeah. A cat burglar. Yeah. They wear a unitard. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, they, you guys uh, basically got it. It is a burglar who doesn't get caught. So they, they don't know who did it. So yeah, someone who holds up a bank is not a cat burglar. I only have a few more cat women. Earth kids. <laughs> We're going to talk about a bunch of cat burglars. Some of them have been caught, but they didn't get caught for a very long time. So that's why we'll... They don't lose their title once they're... They're former cat burglar, up. I guess. <laughs> but they cat burgled. So we're on to our acid pop quiz. True or false, you are more likely to be burgled during the day. I'd say that's true because that's when most people are at work. Mm. Uh, I was going to say false, but I'm going to have to agree with Adam because... I would be more likely to break into a place where I knew there was nobody, where if it's nighttime, usually there's somebody in the home. Yeah, like mm. right now, for instance, there's probably not a lot of in-work cat burglars with everybody <laughs> working from home. Wow. You make a strong argument. I was leaning hard on night, too. Uh, I, is there a, a, de a decrease in burglary since everybody's at home? I've been thinking that for months, Sandy. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to go with false because cat burglars wear those black outfits and those mm, ones really guess. stand out during the day. <laughs> well, this is true, but not by a huge margin. 53% of burglaries are committed during the day. Oh, okay. I, I mean, I, I, it's probably for that reason during the day, but also yeah. at night it's easier to be sneaky. Yeah. There was a statistic. I didn't put it in our quiz anywhere, but I think it was something like 26% of the time somebody's home during a burglary. So... <laughs> Not uncommon. So true or false, most of the time, burglars carry a weapon. Sounds false. Uh, you want to get in and out and be able to carry things. That's true. <laughs> I do have my carrying capacity to worry about. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You're going to be slowed down. Yeah. <laughs> While that rad X. Oh no, fast travel is not available. <laughs> Don't want to become encumbered. <laughs> Just take one more sock. <laughs> 
God, why am I stealing socks? <laughs> One of the worst things that ever happened to me in Fallout, and I was I was tromping around in some uh, some power armor, mm-hmm. and a, a a little bug came up and spit at me. But for whatever reason, I needed to get out of my armor to do something, and so I did. But I, I just needed to get out for a second, and I got out, and I was over encumbered, and then the bug hit me, and my partner said, "Don't worry, boss, I got this." Jumped oh, no. in my power armor and took off for the horizon. <laughs> <laughs> and I Beef. couldn't move. <laughs> I was trapped. <laughs> you don't understand. I'm carrying too many bottle caps. <laughs> I'm, I'm carrying a lot of money. Please, nobody rob me. I can't move. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very wealthy. I'll pay you. Oh, but the second you take the one one cent past that, I'm going to be fast as shit. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it's quite a tangent. I think this is false. I think you're like, you know, if you're carrying a gun around, you're going to go stick up a convenience store. Or <laughs> yeah, no weapons. I think it. I think it's easy enough to carry a weapon that they might bring it just for insurance. Hmm. Like you can, you can just put a knife in your belt. Turns into assault, yeah. though. Yeah, but the idea is not to get caught. But if you do get caught, you want to yeah. get out of there. If you do get caught, you want to give them a Glasgow smile. <laughs> God. <laughs> Yeah, I was sort of uh, on Adam's side with this one, but it turns out this is false. 60% of burglaries are unarmed. Okay. So again, not a huge margin, but no. still most. Heck, you can rob a bank unarmed. You just have to walk in and say, <laughs> give me your money. You yeah. have, have to have the confidence of a man who is armed. Hold on, I'm taking notes. <laughs> give money. Please? <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll shop this. <laughs> True or false, you're more likely to be burgled if you rent your home rather than own it. Does that count? So that's covering like apartments and things? Mm-hmm. Would it be because they have like renter's insurance or something? So they wouldn't be as likely to like pursue you? I don't know. Well, be burgled. But that's what I mean is like, is it lower risk if they have insurance? <laughs> uh, I'm going to say it's true mostly because like if you're an apartment complex, maybe they can hit multiple like like if you have shitty doors in the apartment complex, that's maybe they true. Go, boom, like boom, boom, boom. if they know how to burgle one, they might know how to burgle all of them. <laughs> like yeah. a reverse Santa. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! The burglar was here. <laughs> Somebody took my puppy and put him in this box that has holes. in my it. My hoarding problem has been solved. <laughs> I took all the newspapers. <laughs> Surely these are worth something. Uh, I'm going to say this is false. The houses that people own have the money in them. Mm. No, nope, this is true. Don't know why though. Boom, boom, boom. More of them. I guess that wouldn't work for a percentage. (laughs) So we're on to our fill in the blank. So I'm going to describe some cat burglaries to you, and then you guys are going to guess what was taken. So July 2008 in Ocho Rios, Jamaica, a new hotel was being constructed at Coral Springs Beach. The resort cost $108 million, but construction was halted one morning when the crews arrived to find that their blank had been stolen. Bulldozer. Mm. All of their shovels. (laughs) Blueprints. Mm. Nope, it was the entire beach. What? How do you... (laughs) Some sort of guy in a striped shirt and a little raccoon mask and a vacuum cleaner? (laughs) Some bombastic buffoon has burgled my beach! (laughs) (laughs) So it's suspected that the 500 truckloads of beach up and just went away. So 
police are traveling from beach to beach, comparing each beach's sand to what was left at the new resort to try and get some clue as to where it all went. Which one of you assholes stole my beach? Where did these dunes come from? (laughs) Arabia? I mean, I guess like if it was another hotel nearby and they were worried about a new one putting them out of business or something. Just steal the beach. Why not? (laughs) Nobody's going to stay at a, a beach hotel without a beach. Apparently there is a market for beaches. <laughs> like if you, cause you can just bring a bunch of sand and then you've got a beach. So, you know, they up and ship it yeah. to other places or other parts of the Island. I guess you could also just dump it in the ocean. Who's going to question you. <laughs> but like, if you need to steal beach sand, like you already, presumably you have water nearby already. Like yeah. there's probably already a beach there. Well, there's rocky coasts out there. Yes. So our next one here. April 8th, 2015 in Spokane, Washington, Chris Hempel and her family were headed to their cabin for the weekend, but when they got to the gate, they saw that the lock was cut. They drove the rest of the way up to their cabin to find that their blank had been stolen. Their Rami Malik had been stolen. <laughs> I don't know that reference. Uh, it's uh, the Until Dawn. Oh, okay. That wasn't a beach cabin. Ah, oh, right. That's a person. Rami, Rami, he's 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 the the crazy guy. Thanks for explaining it. It's oh. funny to me now. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> cabin. Hmm. Uh, they're Necronomicon. <laughs> well, there Kelly- were, however, some shambling undead around. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly got it. The entire cabin was gone, log by log. The Hempel had been there two weeks before, and everything was in order. But now there's just a hole where the foundation used to be. What? So. In truth, this was a prefabricated cabin that was only 10 feet by 20 feet or about three meters by six meters. But still, that's a big thing to make off with. Yeah, these that's like two in a row. They're like Carmen Sandiego style murder <laughs> mysteries. <laughs> we stole a cabin from 1962. Mm-hmm. They just they flew by with a helicopter and a hook and just lifted yeah. it away. The warrant. <laughs> Next, March 25th, 2017, in Tokyo, Japan. Police have arrested Yasuhiro Wakashima for 40 or so burglaries stretching back four years. Yasuhiro would take money during these burglaries, but what led to his eventual capture was his pension for taking blank. Panties. Slippers. Cats. (laughs) Eventually he had too many. Yeah. Well, I say taking, but it was actually eating anything sweet he could find. <laughs> Ice cream, chocolate, pudding, even non-diet sodas. He would just gorge on anything high in sugar before making his escape. Yes, the hero's a the, the diabetic burglar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so DNA left behind from all his munching was what led to his eventual capture. He was just so overfull at the last house. <laughs> oh. They just like walked in on him. In my brain, I just had Hapasai in my in my mind wearing the burglar mask and the sack full of panties. <laughs> Apparently, uh, once he was caught, he he was just very like, "Yep," about the whole thing. Yeah, because the police were like, "Why did you eat all that cookie dough?" And he was just like, "Did I? I don't remember, but that sounds like me." Because <laughs> <laughs> it was there. I mean, yeah. I'm here to make some money, but also cookie dough. Yeah, he's like, I ate lots of stuff. I can't remember everything I ate. <laughs> So January 22nd, 2016 in Turlock, California, John Azevedo returned to work on Monday. He went to his truck and found that three tanks filled with blank had been stolen. What was his job? I'll get to that. 
Oh, he was a milkman. They stole all the milk. Oh, no. The milkman. My milk is delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Toxic waste. He's a farmer. It was bull semen. Ah. <laughs> and he nails it. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> what? He delivered in bulk? it with Andy and his luck. <laughs> <laughs> so John has some prize bulls, including one reputed as the fifth best bull in the world. That's a good bull. <laughs> so the semen was shipped out to artificially inseminate cows around the country. The estimated cost of the stolen cow jizz was $50,000. See, I was it was between horse and cow, and I had to go for the bull. <laughs> Texas cream, they call it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Put it on your prairie oysters. <laughs> and that concludes our acid pop quiz. I think I won. Yeah. I think you did. Well, Kelly got one, too, so. Yeah, but Andy got one out of left field. <laughs> Andy always gets one out of left field. <laughs> you don't get more points for being weird. <laughs> hey. Yes, I do. So we're on to our stories. Ignacio Del Rio moved to the U.S. from Barcelona. He had dreams of becoming a martial arts champion, but that didn't pan out. But what that does mean is that he was very spry. So he fell in with a gang and learned how to steal, but he didn't like the type of people the gang took advantage of, those mostly being working class folks. So he broke out and on his own, he learned to pick locks and crack safes. Awesome. Got our own little Robin Hood here. Uh, well, kinda. <laughs> Stealing from the rich and giving to himself? Well. <laughs> so he moved to LA where he would dress in a nice jogging suit and walk around rich neighborhoods looking for a mark. So he was looking for a few things. One was vocal distrust for banks. So <laughs> I hate the bank. He said watering his lawn. <laughs> People that were just likely to step out in their front porch and curse at the bank. <laughs> Fucking Wells Fargo. <laughs> so he would check out Twitter and Facebook for posts about how crappy banks are. When people include their fucking location in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or just their name. You know, he, uh, he, he oh. could find out who lived in those houses. So he reasoned, and usually correctly, that these people were more likely to keep their money at home. So the next thing he did was look for obvious signs that these people's houses were left empty for long stretches of time. So if the porch light was left on all day, or if there were newspapers piled up in the driveway, that sort of thing. So once he had a mark, he would usually casually compliment certain features of the person's home on his jogs. Things that led to conversations about what type of windows the place had or <laughs> whether you could see the street from a certain side. Innocent questions that helped him map a way in and a way out. Oh, you know, I guess the security cameras don't point in that spot. Huh. <laughs> Never thought about it. Do you have a notebook there? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's my jogging notebook. On a scale from one to ten, how pickable would you say your locks are? <laughs> you know, just a neighborly question. Oh, I never even close those. <laughs> Sometimes he would climb telephone poles or walls, and if he was spotted, he would say that he was with the power company, checking out trees interfering with power lines or some such thing. The jogging suit, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm just a jogging yeah. uh, telephone repairman. <laughs> I, I, I have to repair very fast. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta keep my heart rate up. <laughs> so he never panicked, and he never ran. He just sort of talked his way out of stuff. But he did jog. Yeah. So when the time came, Del Rio seemed to pride himself on the simplicity of his approach. 
He parkoured up through the stories of the home, and then he used a screwdriver to jimmy a lock. Once inside, he would take things of value that were tucked out of the way. So watches, jewelry, paintings, and any cash he could find. He would then tidy up as he left and relock anything he had unlocked. So it would sometimes take people days to even notice he had been there. He wasn't gorging himself on cookie dough. It's true. <laughs> Although he did steal the very, the very expensive Queen's cookie dough. <laughs> so Del Rio did this for years, but the thing is, he seemed to just be in it for the thrill of the game. He never actually got caught, per se. Rather, someone opened up a storage unit Del Rio rented out and found what turned out to be close to $16 million worth of stolen goods. shit. That was a great storage wars. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So he had barely spent any of it. So once in custody, Del Rio gladly complied with the police. He openly walked them through what he did to case and burgle the homes, and he even drew them a treasure map that led the cops to several places where Del Rio had hidden another $400,000 worth of stuff. Jeez. Damn, boy. It's just like, dudes, dudes, this next part was really cool. Yeah, I, I, I'm guessing that had to be a pretty fun day for the police. <laughs> I've already written my memoirs. Please make a movie. <laughs> <laughs> so in the end, Del Rio received a sentence of seven years in jail. That's yeah. it? No movie? <laughs> It sounds like he was just keeping the stuff. He just he didn't like spend it or like no liquidate it or whatever. But to be able to steal sixteen million, yeah. And I think he lived like in a van. Crazy. Like, he just <laughs> he just likes stealing stuff. Like that was it. You know, everyone is always pressuring people to monetize their hobbies these days, <laughs> but you really don't have to do things because you love them. Yeah. <laughs> God, I love stealing. This was just basically a moist, fun lip wig. <laughs> yeah, couldn't help himself. So our next thief took a very different approach to his crime. No clever plans, no exit strategy, no fancy tools. Smushing group? <laughs> well, this burglar got rolling in 2006 in Antwerp, Belgium, the unofficial diamond capital of the world. Carlos Hector Flammenbaum. Ooh. <laughs> rented a deposit box in a vault of the ABM AMRO bank. A frequent customer, he came in a few times a month to drop off or retrieve things. A charming and pleasant middle-aged man, he greeted the staff by name and always brought a box of chocolates to share around the office. His name was Forrest Gump. (laughs) He would spend some time just hanging around and telling stories with the employees. These pleasant interactions went on for a year or so, and Flammenbaum would often wistfully comment on how it could be inconvenient to make trips to the bank during their limited hours, what with his busy schedule and all. The employees, wanting to be helpful, came up with a perfect solution. They just gave him a key to the vault. Oh, no. (laughs) That way, he could come and go to his deposit box whenever he needed. Uh, 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 Hold on. (laughs) So he thanked them graciously, and then, basically the next day, the bank found that a number of their (laughs) deposit boxes had been neatly picked, and around $28 million worth of precious gems were gone. And Flammenbaum was never seen again. (laughs) It turns out that Flammenbaum was a guy who lost his passport in Israel a few years ago and was nowhere near Antwerp in 2006. Oh, it's suspected that the man posing as Flammenbaum was a bank robber named Yehuda Mashila, but it's hard to say as no one was ever apprehended for the crime despite the $2 million reward. Crazy. I want to be charming enough to talk the bank tellers out of the vault key. <laughs> yep. 
going to be a really a really high skill check, Andy. Yeah, no. <laughs> DC 23. <laughs> I don't know. I just have a hard time like being mad at this guy. Yeah. Like it's not his fault they were stupid. <laughs> but the thing is like they gave him a key to the vault that was full of security boxes. Mm-hmm. Like he only had one key to one security box. So they thought like, well, what's the harm of going in there? As someone who has written bank procedures, that's <laughs> definitely against bank procedures. Yeah. Hey, dude, why do you always carry that lock picking gun with you? If they <laughs> wanted people to get to where the safety deposit box were, they wouldn't be in a vault. Good point. So our last story here is a story of Gerald Blanchard. And this guy is probably the closest one to like a movie cat burglar. And he's another one who didn't seem to be in it for the cash so much as the thrill. So he started stealing when he was just 10. And by age 16, he purchased his first house worth $100,000 in cash via a lawyer that he bribed. Cash. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So in 1993, he was picked up by the cops in Iowa for a suspected car arson. During a break in the investigation, he slipped into the next room and then up into the ceiling tiles. (laughs) Goodbye. There, he hung out and watched the police scramble to try and find him. (laughs) Throwing his voice. (laughs) (laughs) I'm outside. (laughs) So figuring he got out through the fire escape, they all took off after him. Once they'd gone, he got down, put on a police uniform, and walked out of the station. Put up a 40-mile perimeter. We gotta catch this guy. I'm on it. (laughs) So he was caught the next day, but managed to make off with the police car that he was in the back of. (laughs) What? (laughs) When he was finally caught for good, he served four years and then was deported back to his home in Canada. There, he became fascinated with security equipment. He bought or stole as many as he could and learned their ins and outs. There's something particularly undignified of about having your security equipment stolen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my security camera. <laughs> Someone broke into my house and stole my alarm. Yeah, it wasn't this guy, but another guy that I, I didn't talk about. Basically, like, he was also an expert on security systems, and if he went to a house and they had a security system he'd never seen before, he literally would just neatly cut it out of the wall and take it home with him. (laughs) A bank was being built near his house, and Blanchard would sneak in and check out the security measures in progress. (laughs) He would order copies of everything and learn how to beat them in the privacy of his own home. Then, when the bank opened, he would basically waltz in and take money whenever he wanted. (laughs) (laughs) Treating that bank like a bank. Just need a fiver today. (laughs) It turned out that other banks used the same security measures, so he just kind of toured around robbing banks without them knowing. (laughs) But in my opinion, his crowning moment was when he went to Venice with his family. On a tour of the castle, he saw the Star of the Empress Sisi, a diamond and pearl hair ornament worth millions. He immediately decided to try and steal it. (laughs) He's with his family, too. Yep. Honey, can you distract the guard? (laughs) Uh, Pardon me? While there, he filmed the space to get a good idea of the room. He also loosened a couple of screws on the case and unlocked a window while no one was looking. (laughs) On his way out, he bought a replica of the star in the gift shop. <laughs> Life-size replicas. Uh. Mm-hmm. Later, with the help of a friend with an airplane, he freaking skydived onto the roof, <laughs> slipped through the window that he'd left unlocked, 
finished unscrewing the case, and finally pressing carefully down on the spring-loaded alarm of the star's pedestal, carefully swapped the real star with the replica he had bought earlier in the gift shop. <laughs> Sir, like, oh my god. <laughs> totally Indiana jones it. He then sealed up the case and made his escape. It was weeks before anyone noticed that the star on display was a fake, and by then, Blanchard was back in Canada with his prize. He hadn't fenced it? Uh, nope. Where, who, but honestly, what kind of fence are you going to find for this? Yeah, right. right. Yeah. He was wearing it in his hair. <laughs> <laughs> so he carried on for years, building up a library of fake IDs and safe houses filled with secret rooms and thieving kits. He finally slipped up when he robbed a room in a bank that held seven ATMs, which he just emptied. He tripped no alarms and left no evidence. In fact, he actually left behind a camera to watch the, what the police were up to while investigating. Huh. He even called them with false tips to send them chasing red herrings. <laughs> but he did the job in a rented van, which he purchased in his actual name. Oh, uh. A pedestrian walking by thought it was odd to see a dark van running outside a bank at night, so wrote down the license plate number. The police were onto him, and the more they dug, the more it looked like Blanchard was some sort of a super thief. <laughs> it took three years and several wiretaps on Blanchard's many phones, but they eventually scraped together enough evidence to arrest him. They searched his home and condos and found, geez, I don't even know where to begin. 10 pallets of practice surveillance equipment, false IDs, cash, smoke bombs, card readers, and who knows what else. <laughs> Pocket sand. <laughs> <laughs> Once in custody, he practically boasted about all the jobs he pulled. He even gave back the Star of Tzatzi, which he had kept as a trophy rather than sell. How are you going to sell it, though? Yeah, basically. Black market. I mean, the pearl you probably couldn't do much with, but the, uh, the diamonds, they do that all the time. But uh, you're not going to get as much as it for not one whole piece, right? Right. right but who cares? You got it for free. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's nothing but value. Yeah. In the end, since he cooperated so freely and never hurt anyone, he was given eight years in jail, but only served two before being released on probation. Before disappearing up the ceiling tiles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a common thing with cat burglars is like a lot of times when they're finally caught, like. Since all they did was steal some stuff, they don't tend to get very much jail time because, you know, it's just like they didn't hurt anybody. So, yeah. No, yeah. I'm entirely enthusiastic about cat burgling now. Yeah. And he's found a new career path. <laughs> Yay. Pays better. It's true. Can. And that was the last of the stories that I had. Anyone have any personal cat burglary stories? I've definitely been burgled. I had some. Teenagers that tried to, like, when I moved into my condo and we were renovating it, there was nothing in here. Yeah. So I'm ripping up carpet in my room, but I opened up everything because the air conditioning wasn't working at the time. Uh. And I heard thump, thump, thump from the guest room. <laughs> and there was a couple teenage boys just climbing in. What? No. And I was taking uh, EI Jitsu at the time, so I threatened them with a wooden sword. <laughs> <laughs> I said, get out of my house, you teenage boys. Go on, get. 15 minutes later, one of those boys' mothers was at my door oh. saying, my boy says you threatened him with a baseball bat. I was like, no, no, not a baseball bat. Lord. <laughs> uh, let me stop you there, ma'am. Did, did you tell her that he was in your house? I said he was climbing through my window, and if he does it again, I'm not going to be so nice. <laughs> what did she say to that? 
She stormed off. <laughs> <laughs> it was it, 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 the first day I was living here. I'm ripping up carpet like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Time to get it. What the hell is that? <laughs> Sweaty guy in a tank top comes out with a wooden sword. <laughs> a roll of carpet. Yeah. I'd have kept the crowbar myself. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I was just like, get the fuck out of here! <laughs> I've never burgled any cats. Yeah, I think we've mentioned this on previous thieving episodes that we've done, but I had a, a sort of agreement with myself that if I hit the age of 40 and I just hadn't accomplished anything that I was going to become a career criminal, because why not? What well didn't happen. Limitations where I was stealing Gundam action figures from Albertsons. But what? <laughs> nothing? <laughs> why did Albertsons have Gundam figures? That's a good I question, too. Why did, why did Albertsons not have video cameras? <laughs> <laughs> it's their own fault, really. It's a master criminal. I don't think I've ever accidentally... Well, my little brother used to accidentally steal things. So Accidentally? Had to re- <laughs> Oops, sticky well, fingers. He was literally a baby. Oh. And we would get out ah. to the car, and he would just like grab things and hide them under himself <laughs> in his stroller. And so we'd just be pulling out toys. Honey, did uh, we have a diamond necklace? <laughs> <laughs> So we did have to take a few uh, shame face trips back into stores, usually trying to subtly return items to where he found them <laughs> instead of going up to the cashier. But uh, you know, that happened more than once. Autumn hasn't stolen anything yet of my, to that my knowledge. That you know of. We did find some contraband today. Oh, that's true. Oh. It wasn't anything bad, but I, I will let Kelly tell the story because I wasn't there. What is all this porn? <laughs> Well, that's the thing. Like, you know, the cliche of people hiding things under their mattress. Yeah. I was playing with Autumn today. She was hand- she was in her crib and she was handing me things and I was handing them back. And so something rolled under her crib and I Uh-oh. looked up under there and one of her water cups was stuffed under her mattress. I huh. still have no idea how it got there, but it was like tucked away like she was keeping it for later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's what she uses to break out of the crib every night. (laughs) Well, if nobody has any more personal stories, we'll move on to what are your morals worth? Free. Yeah. (laughs) This one's probably going to be a pretty low bar for everybody. But let's say you're walking around and you see somebody coming out of a window and they offer you some cash to not turn them in. Hmm. Whose window? Let's say it's somebody... It looks like a very nice house. Somewhat very nice famous. <laughs> well, <laughs> Tim Curry's house. <laughs> this is North Capitol Hill. Yeah, I mean, it's somewhere around you. So it's not like, you know, you're not on a trip to, well, why can't I think of the name of the place? Hollywood. No, the the really one over in the Dubai. There you go. Ah. You're not on a trip to Are Dubai. You guys for so much money from a thief in Dubai? <laughs> Probably clean that place out. Take a million dollars and a baby tiger. <laughs> I see somebody coming out of a window. I ain't never seen nobody coming out of a window. Yeah, like the last thing I want to do right now is call the cops on anybody <laughs> for anything. Yeah, but if, I mean, we've already established they don't really carry weapons usually. And he did run at me and say, here, I'll give you money. Yeah, he's yeah. offering. Right. I'm, I'm not extorting him. Yep. I don't know how, whatever he thrusts into my hands, I'll take. <laughs> if, as long as it's not... Yeah, but it, if, I need I need cash, not goods. But if he hands you a handful of change, are you going to feel insulted and call the cops? <laughs> no, I'm I'm just going to mind my business and take the change. <laughs> flick uh, you a penny plain. for your trouble. Sacagawea, no one takes these. <laughs> Do they seem like a nice thief? 
they just run up to you and say, hey, how much to not say anything? Yeah, but do they say it in an aggressive manner or a friendly manner? Do they have a nice a smile? Like, okay, so this is the difference <laughs> between Dumbledore in the books and Dumbledore in the movies. Does he run up to me and go, Harry, did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? Ah! No, like, he just feel he, threatened. No, there's no threats. This, he's not going to hurt you or he's she. Gonna, he's going to put this amount of money in your hand to just go, shh. Yeah. Oh, like a roll of money, and he just curls up my hand. It's like, yep. hey, baby. And he puts a finger to your lips. <laughs> just hold out his hand to shake it, and then when you when you shake his hand, he just passes something to you. <laughs> I licked his palm. <laughs> <laughs> you horse's ass. <laughs> it's all sweaty. All I got was a luge. <laughs> the clammy hand burglar. <laughs> it didn't even look like he was really stealing anything. He's just climbing out of the window, and then he spit in his hand, and... <laughs> God, is the rest of the money all this wet? What did you do in there? <laughs> is this boob money? <laughs> uh, five hundred bucks. I was gonna say a thousand. Yeah. Like if he if he seems like a nice enough guy, I'd take part in that inve- that adventure. <laughs> I don't know. I I don't want money. That's gonna make me uncomfortable. Oh really? Yeah. Let's just like <clears throat> let's just have me walk my way and you walk your way and one we'll high talk five about it. Yeah, but then he can't trust you. I think he could trust me more if I don't take money. No, then if you can't be bought, then you have too many scruples. Yeah. Well, so many scruples. I've been told he's not threatening. He's not. He's going to take your word for it, I imagine. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He's if a you, cool thief. If you don't take the money, he's coming after you next. Because you've obviously got too much money that you don't want anymore. Well, I mean, I assume in his mind that, you know, he just needs the cops to not be there right now. Like, if you get away, or if he gets away, you know, he's not worried about it after that. Let's speculate more on this criminal's character. I like this game. <laughs> Henry Cavill. False mistake, so he's pretty sure that you won't be able to describe him accurately. I think he's leading a shady double life and has a family in another house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What if that's okay. his house? <laughs> he has to sneak back up into that house later and be like, kids, I'm he, still here in the bedroom. Yeah, he's actually the guy's neighbor that he just robbed. He robbed himself. He's <gasps> his own neighbor. It's an insurance scam. And now he's giving me the money that he robbed. <laughs> Just I have several several dozen wives. Please have money. <laughs> yeah. I just don't want to be involved. No. Um, yeah, I think a few hundred bucks would be nice. I guess it depends on the size of the sack he's hauling out. Yeah. Like if he's just got a little bag and it's like, yeah, you know, 500 bucks, we'll call it good. But if he's got like a huge bag. If he's loading a cabin onto his truck. Yeah, if, he, if he's got two duffel bags and just rappelled down the that huge building in Dubai. Yeah, yeah, we'll say 500 bucks. That'd probably be the lowest rate I'd go. 500 bucks. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's all we have for this week. Thanks to my co-host for joining me today. Thanks to our sneaky editor, Gerard. If you'd like to hear more from us, you can follow us on Instagram or Twitter at Acid Pop Podcast. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can reach us at acidpoppodcast at gmail.com or look us up on Reddit. And if you'd like to support the show, you can look us up on Patreon to get episodes early and get to vote on episodes that are coming up next. This episode was voted on by our patrons. Thanks for tuning in. And remember, don't get caught. Bye.